Hello and Happy New Year from the team here at James Bond and Friends. Uh, my name is James Page, co-founder of the MI6 website and MI6 Confidential Magazine. Although 2021 didn't really turn out to be the year many hoped it would have been when we were sitting here 365 days ago again, there was a lot going on if you're a Bond fan over the past 12 months. And given you're listening to this, you probably are a Bond fan or you're being held hostage by someone who is. The big event of the year was, of course, the eventual release of No Time to Die. But rather than beat a dead James Bond, we tasked his friends to think about something else 007 related that was their personal highlight of 2021. So we'll be hearing from a lot of familiar voices and some new ones too. Personally, the Bond event of 2021 that stood out the most for me was the leaking of the GoldenEye Xbox Live arcade game 14 years after the project was blocked at the last minute due to legal wranglings. So to have a finished Bond game, albeit a remake, 99% complete and be locked away for 14 years seemed like a crime against Bond gamers. Well, fortunately, someone put an end to that and leaked it online back in February 2021. Now, in terms of illicit... Bond releases, this is way up there, but it hardly got much coverage in the Bond community, um, probably because we were all supposedly just a few weeks away from No Time to Die, and we all know what happened to April in the end. Anyway, news of an official release of this remake, 15 years on, may soon overtake us by the time you're listening to this. So secondly, we tasked everyone to look forward to 2022 and what that might bring Bond fans. There's a lot of uncertainty and mystery of what's next for the Bond film franchise, and there's a small matter of the 60th anniversary to come, but there are bound to be plenty of more treats over the next 12 months, whether that's official releases or stuff created by you as other people in the Bond fan community. So thank you for joining us over the past year. We really look forward to bringing you a lot more original content in 2022. If you haven't done so already, we'd really love it if you could leave a review a review for us on iTunes or Spotify or whatever your podcasting platform of choice is. And we now have an email address. So you can email us now at contact at jamesbondandfriends.com. We love getting uh, listener correspondence. We, we're going to try and get back to everybody. We might even open a mailbag episode. We'll see how we go. So anyway, I'm going to now turn over our events to our friends from around the world to throw their trilby on the 2021 hat stand. Happy New Year, everybody. This is Phil Nobile Jr., editor of Fangoria Magazine and recurring panelist on James Bond and Friends. 2021 was a lot of sitting in my house, which was a lot of 2020. So when there were opportunities to leave the house in 2021, I and it felt safe to do so, I tended to jump at them. And two of them that stick out in my mind that are Bond-related are a trip to Los Angeles where I was recording a guest spot on a, a television program. But I it was an opportunity to finally meet Ben Williams, who is my co-panelist on uh, James Bond and Friends. And, um, you know, when you meet somebody that you kind of only know from the internet and you don't know it's going to be awkward or, or strange or if it's going to be a disaster because, you know, you know a version of a person on the internet and, uh, you know, we all put versions of ourselves on the internet uh, and we don't know who the real person is. And uh, it was just a delight to get to hang out with Ben and his partner, Mel. Um, and we just clicked. It just felt like old friends getting together. And, uh, you know, the conversation veered in and out of bond, of course, but um, I count that friendship as one of the best things about 
my association with Bond fandom. It's it's just very, um, uh, I don't want to say blessed because I'm an atheist, but it's just a very uh, it's a very cool thing, and I feel grateful that it happened. And uh, the other one is a similar thing, which ties to uh, a trip that my wife and I took two years ago, or almost almost three years ago now. To Gold and I, we met a couple there who uh, got engaged on that trip. And we were sort of the first people that they told just because the, the, uh, the resort is kind of sparse and it was not very crowded and there weren't a lot of people there. And, uh, this gentleman, Rob and his fiance, Amanda, just sort of, again, just, we just clicked and it just felt like, uh, someone that you, you have this bond connection with, but that's not enough. I think we know that in fandom that there are people, plenty of people who love bond who are total nightmare people, but, um, this guy was just very cool and his fiance was very cool. And we just clicked and stayed in touch over the internet and uh, cuts 2021. My wife and I are sitting in our house for going on two years. And uh, Rob tells me that he and Amanda are getting married at Goldeneye in the Fleming Villa and Hey, no pressure, but would you like to go? And uh, we, we've never booked travel so quickly. It was, it just felt like a good time to do it. It felt like we'd been sort of pent up and waiting to do it. And we went and spent, a week at GoldenEye uh, with Rob and Amanda and their family and just made new friends and connected over this thing that we love. And uh, doing it in Ian Fleming's home was amazing. Uh, and to me, that's sort of the crystallization of, of what's great about Bond fandom is the adventures that you can choose to take and the connections you can choose to make. And, um, and it can be a great thing. And, those two examples this year were were my examples of like just really how much I really enjoy this fandom and the people that I've met in it. And um, I'd say that sort of captures the 2021 because the rest of 2021's Bond fandom, if we're not talking about the actual Bond film, is, uh, is sitting on the internet talking to folks and communicating with uh, Lisa and Bill and James and David and Calvin and Sean and all the other folks that have been on the uh, – on the podcast with us. It's, it's just, uh, I don't know. I count them all as friends and I think it's, um, something we're very lucky to be able to enjoy as for what's going to happen in 2022. I really am curious to see what the 60th anniversary brings us aside from, uh, cost prohibitive gold zippos and, and, uh, the like, uh, maybe will they announce a new bond? I don't know. I think it would be cool if they did, but I, I also don't expect them to. They have not been in a hurry to to uh, keep the train rolling. They sort of are, are on a different schedule these days. So we will see. You know, and I've said it a bunch of times, but like the next Bond is going to be younger than me. And that's just going to be a weird, weird thing to get used to. Um, but I'm cautiously optimistic and I'm excited about what I don't know. I'm excited that whatever they come up with, it's not something that I can predict probably. It's something that we won't see coming. It'll be unexpected. It'll be exciting. Just like it, just like it was in 2006. Uh, hopefully. Um, but happy, happy new year to all the, uh, James Bond and friends listeners out there and all of my co-panelists. And I hope, I hope 2022 brings us good things in the world of bond and in our lives. Cause we're all due.
everyone, I'm Dr Luella Chapman and I'm a visiting scholar at the University of East Anglia and author of Fashioning James Bond, Costume, Gender and Identity in the World of 007. This year, the most unexpected and enjoyable development in relation to my Bond and costume research was that Colin Sullivan contacted me to chat about his aunt Eileen Sullivan and her work as a wardrobe mistress. Eileen was employed on the first five James Bond films. Colin has also very kindly shared correspondence between Eileen and her relative Maureen Doyle with me, as well as many other papers. During her work on Goldfinger, Eileen wrote to Maureen, quote, Because these James Bond pictures have really caught on in this country and in America, I've had all sorts of grand people like designers and supervisors dealing with the wardrobe, as the company have got all rather grand ideas now. The little fat producer, Harry Saltzman, literally thinks he is God. In another letter, this time to Kevin Sullivan, Eileen explains that Sean Connery, quote, used to pull my leg and say, that's a great drinking name you have got there. Ironically, Eileen was teetotal. Eileen also writes in her correspondence about the role of the wardrobe mistress and the work it involves. This material is particularly exciting, as not much has been written about Eileen and her work on the Bond films. In 2022, fellow Bond scholar Dr Claire Hines, who is the author of The Playboy and James Bond, and I will be editing a special journal issue on the topic The Women Behind Bond. And I will be writing up my research into Eileen as one of the articles entitled The Mistress of Bond, which I hope to share with you all once it is published, as well as my BFI film classic book on From Russia in Love, which is due to be published in time for the 60th anniversary of Doctor No in October 2022. Happy New Year to everyone listening. I hope you have a lovely time. Hello, my name's Bill Koenig, and I do a blog called The Spy Command. And in terms of 2021 events related to Bond, uh, just for me personally, it was kind of expanding the blog just a bit by starting to do audio recordings for each post. And I kind of discovered that even though you're using the same words, there are things you can do in an audio recording that you can't do when it appears as just words on a screen, even though you're using the same words. So that was interesting. I intend to play around a little bit more with that in uh, 2022. Uh, in terms of Bond things I'm looking for next year, the very first thing will be if um, to see if the Amazon acquisition of MGM closes. There are a lot of issues confronting the franchise, not the least of which of course, is casting a new Bond actor, but uh, none of that can really proceed until that sale uh, to Amazon concludes. You know, Eon has been uh, pretty clearly lobbying on some issues. So, you know, the future of the franchise needs to get that, um, you know, Amazon deal done before anything else can really uh, go forward. And so that's the near term. Longer term, um, I really, I would actually want to uh, kind of get back in touch with the Fleming novels and short stories. Haven't read them in a while, and it's just 
Hopefully things will be a little quieter in uh, 2022. It'll permit that. So really, that's about it. Thank you uh, for listening and take care and Happy New Year. Hi, it's Tom Butler here from the James Bond A to Z podcast. It's been a huge year for James Bond fans in 2021. Um, We obviously launched the James Bond A to Z podcast in January. And I just wanted to say a huge thank you to everyone who's listened, subscribed and engaged with the show so far. Reception has been overwhelming for us. Uh, And we hope that you all enjoy what we've got planned in 2022. On a personal level, I've really enjoyed connecting with the Bond community in 2021. Be that you guys at James Bond and Friends, the MI6 guys at the No Time to Die premiere, including Vip, Adam, Edward, Stu, Calvin and Sean. And obviously it's just strengthening relationships with uh, friends like Mark O'Connell and AJ Chowdhury throughout the year. I've also made lots of new friends, um, like George at Cinema Savvy and Scott at Spy Hearts, and I hope to spend time with everyone uh, in real life next year as we celebrate Bond's 60th movie anniversary. Beyond that, in 2022, you can expect uh, much more from the A to Z podcast, including specials on From Russia With Love, Goldfinger and Goldeneye quite early in the year. Um, But I think I'm most excited to find out more about the MGM Amazon deal uh, next year and what it means for the future of the films, as well as learning more about IO Interactive's Project 007 game, which I just can't wait to play. So thanks for having me on James Bond and Friends in 2021, and here's to an epic 2022 all round. This is David Lee for the JamesBondDossier.com, and... uh... Just thinking about highlights of 2021, I think one of them came very early in the year when um, I was involved in interviewing um, members of the wedding present and friends uh, as, it, as it was built um, for this podcast. And uh, if you don't know them, the wedding present are a band from the 1980s. Um, who have been very prolific over the years. I don't know how many albums they've released and um, still going strong. And they released an album of Bond covers uh, called uh, Not From Where I'm Standing, which is, of course, uh, is a line in Thunderball. And uh, they are all rather alternative takes and uh, not to everybody's taste uh, using... Uh, current and past members of, of the wedding present. So uh, I don't know how many artists are involved in the in the record in its entirety, but uh, we spoke to four of them, including the singer of the wedding present, which is uh, David Gedge. Um, so that was that was an interesting one to do. Um, looking forward to next year. It's the 60th anniversary, obviously. Um, we've got a, a music uh, documentary, which should be uh, fun to watch, and. Um, for me personally, I just want to get back to the books, which is really my real love when it comes to Bond and uh, dive in deep uh, more on the drinks and the locations, which is uh, what I'm particularly interested in. So uh, we will uh, get going at some point in January on all that. So um, see you soon. Hello, this is Mark Edlitz, the author of The Lost Adventures of James Bond and The Many Lives of James Bond. You know, I've been thinking about 2021, and I'm not sure I could tell it apart from 2020. These last 16, 18 months or so have been one giant blur all mushed together. 
but one of the wonderful surprises of 2021 and that other period uh, has been uh, the, the wonderful support and uh, camaraderie of the Bond community, who I've met online and on message boards and Facebook and Twitter and just uh, interacting with people and learning their points of view about Bond, expressing my own, uh, being a guest on James Bond and Friends. That, that's been great fun. And I, I, but most of this has been uh, not with indirect person contact. It's been offline. And my hope for 2022 is that some of these contacts and relationships can continue offline as well. That's my bond wish for 2022, uh, that when it's safe to do so, we could all get together uh, and uh, talk bond shop in person. So wishing everyone a happy and healthy 2022. Uh, keep bonding, bond voyage. Uh, and uh, that's all. Uh, take care and have a good one. Happy, happy new year. Hey everybody, this is Henry here. Henry from the Bond Geek YouTube channel. Hope you're all well. Hope you all had a lovely Christmas and I hope you, you're all about to have a great Happy New Year celebration. Hope 2022 will be an amazing year for you. 2021 will always now be a quite special year for me because a real highlight for me for 2021 is the fact that I started my YouTube channel. After all these years of saying, will I, won't I, I just decided, you know what, go into it, enjoy it. Be yourself on the channel, and that's what I did. And I just, I've loved every single moment of it, and it's it's allowed me just to really connect with so many people in the Bond community, which is honestly just utterly, utterly amazing. I've got to be on the James Bond Friend podcast, which has really been an unbelievable, massive highlight for me of the year. I've done some great videos with other people. I've got to chat with everybody, make new friends, and just honestly. It's just utterly, utterly, utterly amazing. So if any of you want to start a YouTube channel, um, I thoroughly recommend it. But looking forward to 2022, what do I think in the horizon for 2022 for the Bond community? Well, everybody, as we all know, 60th anniversary next year, there's going to be a lot of big hoo-ha, I think a lot of big celebrations. I think two things are going to happen here. Here's my bets with you all. Number one is the deal between Amazon and MGM will finally go through and MGM will finally be out of will they, won't they have money situation they've been in for so long and they'll have a firm backing with Amazon. And I think the production for Bond 26 will maybe potentially start everybody. If not that, I'm going to place a bet with you all right now. I feel very strongly before the end of 2022, the next actor to play James Bond will be announced, everybody. I actually found me that. What better way to celebrate the 60th anniversary of James Bond on the big screen is to announce the next actor, the seventh actor to play James Bond. This is going to be a big one. Go Henry Cavill, everybody. But let me just finish again, everybody, by wishing you all a very happy new year. Let's make 2022 an awesome year, everybody. Take care. Hello, this is Emery from the James Bond Complex. I hope you're doing well. What can I say about 2021? Well, I think everyone kind of wants to forget this year, but if we want to take some positives away from it, you got to kind of go back to 2020. Uh, that's when we really had the anticipation of the new movie, and that's what we, we were all gearing up for. So at that point, what was I expecting out of 2021? 
Well, there was going to be the Diamonds Are Forever event in both Las Vegas and Amsterdam, and there was a good chance that I was going to Las Vegas. And I think the whole point of the Bond community sometimes is just that. It's the Bond community. It's those friendships that you make and those connections that you make with people um, while talking about our favorite passion, James Bond. Um, other people will say it, and I'm going to say it again. This is really what helped bring us together and helps me uh, personally make new friends. So as we got that bad news in 2020 and things started going off the rails, well, we still had things to look forward to. We still had things that changed. For me, it was joining the James Bond complex was the most exciting part of 2021. I was able to go from doing podcasts on my own as the Intrepid 007 to doing podcasts with my friends all the time and having a great load of fun doing it. And I really appreciate um, the guys for, uh, for allowing me to become part of their world and to continue to do what I love to do with them. Also, I mean, we got a new Anthony Horowitz movie, that uh, movie, a novel that was announced, which is, for me, great because I really, really expanded my book collection during 2021 because, well, I did have a little bit more time to read. So for 2022, what I'm personally expecting is, well, I'm not going to Vegas, that's for sure, but with the 60th anniversary celebration starting very soon... There's all of that. We, we, we don't know what's happening with that necessarily. We don't know what we're going to get. We don't know all these new goodies. There's a new documentary coming out. And, of course, that Anthony Horowitz novel that's coming. So, cheers to 2022 from all of us here at the James Bond Complex. On behalf of myself, Matt, Edgar, and Jason. But then... Hi, I'm Ben Williams. Uh, I'm a regular contributor to MI6HQ.com and the magazine MI6 Confidential. Um, I think one of my biggest takeaways from this year uh, has been the, the, the friendships that I have uh, formed through, uh, through doing this podcast and, and, and the wider Bond community. Um, and uh, particularly uh, with with some people who, who listen, and it's um, yeah, it's been a really uh, a rewarding year in that respect. Um, what am I looking forward to next year? Well, um, coming back uh, and doing more of the podcasts uh, with my old friends uh, on the panel, and hopefully meeting some new ones as well. And that's it. So. Uh, Happy, happy new year. Hey everybody, uh, Marcus Conci from James Bond Brazil here. To me, the most interesting, enjoyable, and of course, completely unexpected was of course, No Time to Die. Uh, it couldn't be different than that, right? Uh, what I'm most looking forward in the Bond universe next year probably is going to be the next yet untitled game from IO Interactive. I'm really looking forward to it. Besides that, finishing my master's uh, in which I talk about the narrative arc of the Daniel Craig era as Bond. So that's it. I wish you all happy holidays and a joyful new year. Hello, I'm uh, Sean Longmore. I'm a graphic designer. Um, I sometimes pop up on James Bond and Friends, and I've done like um, James Bond art and stuff on 
Instagram and whatnot. So the one thing that's been most interesting, enjoyable, and expected for you in 2021, it can be as obvious or as personal as you'd like it to be. And I can't talk about Die to Die because no time to die because that's too obvious. Okay. Um, oh, everything. Bond's been so important to me this year. Um, being part of a wonderful community and a little family of you guys, the James Bond and Friends guys, it's been wonderful. It's sort of allowed me to take something that has been my hobby and really engage and invest with it and talk to everyone who's been really lovely in the community, um, either on the podcast or all the lovely folks on Twitter or Instagram who are really, you're all very kind about my work, but also just talking about you and having a general discourse about Bond is something that's incredibly exciting and something I've wanted to do since I was a kid and never really been able to do before, so that, that, that's been such a thrill. Um, oh, so much has happened this year. Um, can I talk about the No Time to Die premiere? Is that allowed? Or is that still more No Time to Die? I don't know. If, if this makes it into the recording, then James has decided yes. If not, then obviously not. Um, but wow, what an experience that was. It was just crazy. Um, the whole thing seems like some kind of weird dream still. Um, like like I was kind of not there, just watching myself there. Walk up that really, the red carpet, the crowded red carpet. There's a photo I had with Rami Malik in the background. And everyone was like, oh my God, there's Rami Malik in the background. And I'm just like... Yeah, I, I don't remember it. I was, it was just all so crazy. Um, I saw Daniel Craig, who's about a meter and a half away from me in his bright pink suit. That was amazing. Um, I, I just about tripped over Naomi Harris. That was pretty cool. Um, I, I, I like just being around all these people here to celebrate this one wonderful thing was just amazing. Um, and then of course watching the movie and then when I was coming out at the end and I saw Mariam Dabo and I was like oh my god that's Mariam Dabo and then I also saw walking behind her and there was Ursula Andress of all people like how cool is that like there's a kidding me still doing somersaults about being there it was just such a phenomenal it's a really strange experience but really wonderful and great and I was in a suit that was just didn't fit me. And of course, I met lots of wonderful people while I was there. Loads of people from the community had people coming up to me and they were like, hey, you're sure long one. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm just some guy. I'm just like, I'm just like a kid off the council estate. And here I am in the Royal Albert Hall and people know me. Like, that's it's phenomenal and it's crazy. And I, I, I met all these other wonderful artists I've spoken to, um, spent a lovely chunk of time with, um, Billy Robertson, who does Billy's Bond art, and uh, Ruben Wakeman, and anyone else that I was talking to, and I forgot, I'm very sorry, but all these wonderful people, that it was just such a, a great sort of come together and to be able to talk and appreciate and say hello to all these people that have been so kind and welcoming to me in a space that is such a warm um, sort of extension of my hobby. It's just really wonderful. And then, of course, while I was down in London as well, I spent a day, and I spent a whole day with um, the wonderful Mr. Calvin Dyson. Um, and we chatted, and we just sat and chatted for hours about Bond, and it was the first time I've ever met in person, but it felt like I was talking to a friend that I've known for 15 years. It was instantly, we were just, we, we just kept talking and talking and talking. And, he was just so wonderful, just such a dream. I, I, just, I that was that was 
all interesting, enjoyable, and unexpected. I didn't never expect it to be there at all. Um, I never expect. I've never expected anything this year, to be honest. Um, it's been such a crazy year for us all. So to have Bond as some sort of wonderful, crazy stability, it's just been lovely. It's been absolutely lovely. Um, I've been able to work on my own Bond projects. My my Bond artwork that I've been doing is just my little fan pieces has got me more work and more professional work and helped me advance my career. I've been that's such a wonderful privilege um, to be able to use and sort of work with something I've admired and enjoyed since I was a child and to be able to hone my skills through that into something that's boosted my career and boosted my life and improved my life I can I can categorically say James Bond has improved my life and I, how, how great is that so for number three something Bondy and I'm looking forward to in 2022 or something you are going to do read, research, enjoy, make, watch whatever as a focus in the coming year oh, I don't even know I've got a lot of projects a lot of projects that I'm not going to tell you I'm keeping those to myself um, I'm just I'm excited to talk to people more I'm excited to do more podcasts I love these podcasts so much I want to do more watch alongy things with you guys um, the fact that people want to hear what I have to say is crazy. I mean, I just ramble. Listen to me now. I've just rambled for seven and a half minutes about absolutely nothing. Um, I'm absolutely going to keep reading. Um, I think I, I want to dive into some more of the novels again. It's been a long time since I read them all. Um, and I've been buying, over the past couple of years, I've been buying various copies in various languages. So it'd be lovely to maybe to go back to a few of those. I'd love to read more about um, the behind-the-scenes stuff. I find that really exciting. And there's some films I really want to dive into. I think this past year, actually, I've appreciated a lot more my childhood bond and Brosnan as a child, as my childhood bond and the power of nostalgia. So I'd love to kind of read into that era a little bit more. Um, I've also this year explored sort of the games, the video games a lot, um, again, which was such a big part of my childhood. So if there's any um, sort of behind the scene reading to do and anyone knows, please send me. I'd love, I'd love to really dive into the making of those games and um, explore what makes them so special. Um, I'm going to watch more Bond. I don't know what the first one of the year I'm going to watch. I'm going out of Die Another Day is my last one of the year. And honestly, I had so much fun. I love Die Another Day. Um, everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of people, I guess, dislike it. But, you know, I, I have always have a lot of fun watching that movie. So the first Bond of 2022 has got to be something equally as fun. Um, that's got to top that. Um, I'm, 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 we're all very excited. This is Bond's birthday. Like, what a way to celebrate! I, the projects I'm working on, I've got a couple, couple of ideas already sort of tucked away for big, cool things. I want to be doing more Bond than ever this year. Um, but also, I'm just really excited to see what the community comes up with. I'm really excited to watch more of Calvin's wonderful videos because. Um, my god he's gonna have some wonderful stuff this year um i'm really excited um the billy's bond art has a wonderful he's doing a little expo exhibition um so i'm really excited for that i'm really just excited to see where the community goes this year and as we head into a sort of era of bond that's a little bit uncertain and we don't know where we're going it's really sort of wonderful that we're all rallying together and to celebrate bond so much in a year where there is no bond i mean what other communities do that really 
thank you for listening to me. Thank you for having me. Thank you for involving me in the com- in conversation and the community. Thank you to everyone that sends me a lovely message. Thank you to everyone that supports my work. Thank just thank you. I'm so grateful to you all, and you're all such wonderful people. Um, so keep talking, keep celebrating, keep challenging convention. I'm really excited that there's lots of points of view coming out now where people um, films like Die Another Day where people they were once generally considered to be not so good ones people are forming their own opinions and their own sort of views and to do that do do that this year and that's my New Year's resolution really is to reevaluate my opinions that have been so heavily based on other people's opinions and form my own and not be afraid to say I like something when other people don't um, Happy birthday, Mr. Bond. Greetings and Happy New Year. My name is Dr. Lisa Funnel. I'm a university professor, award-winning author, and regular contributor on James Bond and Friends. I'm joined today for this end-of-the-year wrap-up with a very special guest, my dad. He's a lifelong James Bond fan and one of my biggest supporters. Welcome to the podcast, Dad. Well, thank you, yeah. I hope I will uh, be able to uh, give you some insight into my thoughts. Okay. So we just have a couple questions as we are rounding out 2021. What was the most interesting, enjoyable, or unexpected aspect of James Bond for you in 2021? Well, uh, during the summer, you had uh, watch-alongs, and uh, you went through all the James Bond films. And it was refreshing to do and to uh, have a lot of those things come back to mind. And in fact, there was one, especially uh, Timothy Dalton. I had always kind of, uh, I'll be honest with you, I had put him down with... uh, you know, on Her Majesty's Secret Service as a, you know, a lousy James Bond. But I was so surprised. His first one was such a wonderful film. And I had, uh, you know, just kind of poo-pooed. His second one wasn't as great, but it was still. And it, uh, the other thing is that I found that they were all good movies. Some were better than others. So it was it was very interesting, and I was glad to uh, be able to... Uh, watch along with you and discuss it and, uh, you know, before and after. And uh, I just found it was uh, actually a wonderful way to spend (laughs) COVID problems. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And I agree with your assessment. The Living Daylights is, is fantastic. I think it is an underrated film. I find it to be incredibly exciting. It's got some of the humor. It has, in my opinion, all of the different flavors of all of the other Bond films put together. But when we think about these 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 watch alongs, I was surprised at first of all Casino Royale, like the original television one that that we watched was it fifty four, um, and the fact that it was a live performance that was taking place, I thought that was quite fascinating to see one particular interpretation before we got into the Bond brand, and then seeing Never Say Never Again, which is one. We had it. I have the the VHS at home, but I never watched it. And I actually really liked it. I thought Sean Connery was really good in it. He was tanned. He looked refreshed. He looked so much better than Diamonds Are Forever. He looked excited and eager to be in that film. Um, And I thought that there were some really interesting aspects in terms of characters. Um, We had Felix Leiter played by a Black actor, right? There were all of these choices that were being made outside of the Bond brand. And I just don't think that's a film 
one that gets enough um, conversation or or attention. But I was really excited by these 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 outliers um, that were not part of my my typical sampling of James Bond. Mm-hmm. I was just disappointed you didn't mention the other Casino Royale. <laughs> I know we have uh, quite a bit of, uh, I, I guess, a, a difference of opinion on, uh, on on this movie. I looked upon it as a spoof and you looked upon it as drivel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way of putting it. I was thinking crap, but <laughs> drivel sounds like a much better way of putting it. Well, I, I have to show my education. There you go. That's it. But yes, uh, as I've told you, you know, you had to look at the other films that were in at that area, that era, I should say. And, uh, you know, it was it was just one more of those. I just look at it as, as like a fragment, fragmented script. Like, it's just like a chunk here and a chunk there. I really like the idea of, of the codename theory, which really comes out of it. Like, everybody becomes James Bond. You know, it's one. it was one particular person, but they took on the persona. I thought that was a fascinating element. And we got to see David Niven in the role because that's who Ian Fleming wanted as James Bond. So we got a sampling of what that could possibly look like. I just found that it's multiple movies kind of spliced together. Um, but if, if, if coming from your background, you like it, then you can watch it. <laughs> it's not going to be put on our rotation over here. <laughs> well, you know, there are movies that we like and movies we don't like. So. Agreed. So the other question that we've been tasked with answering is, what is something Bondian or James Bond-esque that you're looking forward to in 2022? Or is there something that you're going to be reading, researching, enjoying, making, or watching in the upcoming year? What What's happening for you? I'm rather excited about the fact that there's going to be a new bond. <laughs> and who will it be? Now, uh, from what I gather from Barbara Broccoli, I've been told it's not going to be a female. It will be a male. And, uh, well, it'll be interesting to see who they come up with uh, because uh, I've enjoyed, uh, you know, most of them, I uh, except one. I won't mention his name, but you know he's—he only did one, anyways. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, uh, I'm, I'm interested to see who it is, and uh, you know, will it be someone who's uh, more mature? Will it be some? Will it be someone very young? I, I have always said Marvel is running and, and holding a very specific pace and they're making films in a very specific style and that's resonating with younger audiences. And so your question of do we keep Bond in the 40 to 50 uh, year range, which I've always liked. I like seeing men in their 40s and their 50s still being socially revel- relevant, right? And culturally relevant, just like I think women in their 40s and 50s, we need to see more representations of them. But if we're seeing things trending in a particular way, we might see a younger actor being put into that position to possibly bring in younger audiences. And with it, most likely changing some of the generic aspects of the Daniel Craig era, which are very sort of somber in nature and bringing maybe back some of the special effects, the gadgets, the the high tech, you know, what whatever was going on with, with Q and, and, and so on. So we might see a pivot or a shift to you really capitalize on on market demands. As I say, I think I've really missed Q, and uh, it's it's too bad. The old school uh, Q. Oh yes, yes, yeah. Llewellyn. You know, he was 
marvelous. I loved all these things that that, that happened, and uh, you know. So, yes, the only thing I I I I see that they are you know trying to uh, fit themselves somewhere into the uh, the genre, and. Uh, We've had movies like Black Panther and others that have, you know, kind of broken the mold. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're s- stuck with, do I, do I keep stay in the mold or do I follow them? And I think they kind of did half of each. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just a, a problem. And uh, so, in my opinion, uh, the biggest thing is who's going to be the new Bond and how is it going to be done? And is it is it going to be uh, a different genre completely or such? Yeah. And for me to answer this question, I'll answer the second part of the question. Something that I'm going to read, research, enjoy, make, create, watch. I know people have wanted me to do more of my License to Critique podcast. Maybe when I'm done with my books, I'll have some time to be able to work on it. Uh, but I do have some research. I don't know if it's going to come out next year, but I have two books, one focusing in on the Daniel Craig era, and I'm editing that with Christoph Lindner, and one focusing in on the global impact of of James Bond and various derivative films that um, were created in local industries responding or how James Bond factored into their theatrical releases. Um, And that one's with uh, Klaus Dodds. So I know that I have some new stuff in the pipeline. I don't know if that's going to be coming out anytime soon. But once that stuff is off of my plate, I have a feeling I'm going to have a lot of things then to say podcast wise to be able to share some of these ideas with with the listeners. Alrighty, so that is our wrap up. We hope everybody has a great new year and I look forward to recording more of these podcasts in the future. Thank you for joining me, Dad. You're welcome. 